Welcome to the KLS podcast, Marketing Style. Uh, we are going to be talking today about personal brand. We're calling it Brand New. I am joined today. I am Scott Morrow. I should probably introduce myself first. I'm Scott Morrow, the Marketing and Communications Manager at the Recreation and Wellness Center, and I am joined by... Brian Charlo. I'm a Marketing Assistant at the Rec and Wellness Center. Gabrielle Panino. I am also a Marketing Assistant at the Recreation and Wellness Center. And Savannah Sanchez, I'm a marketing lead at the Rec and Wellness Center. All right, so for point of reference for our students who are listening to this, uh, you guys each tell us your majors. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a marketing student with a minor in digital media. I'm also a marketing student with a minor in sports business. I'm a graphic design student with no minor. <laughs> Fantastic, so that gives you a good idea of the um, wide variety of different majors we get for our marketing area. So today we're going to be talking about personal brand and managing your personal brand. Uh, anything from personal websites to business cards to catchphrases to networking. We're going to kind of cover them all on the topic. It, and what we're going to do is I'll moderate this and I'll be asking our guests questions. Uh, they are uh, certainly uh, in tune with our students as they deal with our students on a daily basis. Uh, whether it's through social media engagement, whether it's through just interactions in the rec center when we're in a normal environment. So uh, we'll take it away and I'll just ask some questions and I'll, I'll let you guys kind of run with it from there. So, so let's start with the, uh, the easiest question. What does a personal brand mean for all of you? So a uh, personal brand for me is kind of just how the world perceives you. Uh, your mom knows you, your friends know you, but when somebody first meets you, they don't really know what to think. And as we all know, first impressions are really important, whether it be physically, but it's also digitally as well. So the, the way you brand yourself is the way that people, the way that you want people to see you at first. Going off of that, I think that it's really just establishing your image and your own uniqueness, which all ties into your values, like your passion, your skills, all that good stuff and building on top of that foundation. A question that I came across like a little while ago at a NURSA conference that really stuck with me, what is your presence? Essentially, like, what do you want to be known for? And that's really good way to start off with your personal brand, like answering that question. Yeah, I think that's like a really good point. It's like, what do you want to be known for? Um, I think it's like our personal brand can share with people a piece of us, even if they've never met us in person. Um, and it shows your values and like what talents you want to share skills you have in a way that's like more genuine and personal. Mm -hmm. And I think part of, part of that is uh, staying focused. Um, uh, Forbes has a list of great ideas when it comes to branding and what number, number two on the list is staying focused on that brand. The, the, the moment someone gets off focus of their personal brand, then they kind of lose its impact. Right. So, um, so talk a little bit about examples of personal branding, whether it's something you've seen that you've liked or something you do personally. I would say like, there's a lot of macro and micro influencers, uh, like brand ambassadors, like those are really good ways to connect your own personal brand with, um, a company or a university, for example, like UCF social media, um, ambassadors, like they're their own personal brand they're connecting with that i think a really good example would be like elon musk like he has his own personal brand outside of his own companies and although he like aligns himself with those values and missions he his he is his own person 
and he like has more Twitter followers than all of his companies combined. So it just kind of shows you an example of like how his personal brand is really perceived. Yeah. So for more specific examples, I know me and Gabby relate to this and other business students do too. I don't know how many business students work at the rec center, but things like your own personal website, which doesn't take long to set up, uh, business cards, uh, a LinkedIn. A LinkedIn could get you really far. Um, if, you didn't, if you don't have one, you should make one as soon as you're done with this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And like even in like the marketing world, like there's a really big importance like on design and how things look. Um, and I think a lot of people take that for granted. Um, but like kind of like the example Gabby was giving, like you grow your personal brand, not just by like who you are, but like what you show to the world too. Um, so like whether like you create a logo that's like really recognizable or whether like you have a website that is just like super cool and interactive, like those are things people will remember. So I think that's just like a big part of it too. Yeah, piggybacking off like the website too, like for example, Savannah and our other marketing assistant, Andy, they both have art websites and it showcases all of their like art, the portfolio, and they're both like amazing like graphic designers and artists in general. So you can see that from their own website and they also paid the extra $40 to have their own like domain name, which is also a big plus. So, and having a website doesn't pertain to like art students. Like I, Brian and I didn't really design like too much before we like got into the rec center. So like I do other stuff like data stuff. So I can show projects from like Tableau on my website and Brian can show like presentations cause he's really good at like talking or like it doesn't have to just be constricted to like art. So website can contain many things, which is really good. Yeah. Another thing that I think a lot of students neglect as a, being a student is really just making your own content. You, you don't really have to limit yourself. Uh, I, for one, I write, I write blogs on like different think pieces about video games. Uh, I'm not a game design major, but I really love video games. So um, those things speak to me. It shows that I have the capability to write and think, but it's also something that I really care about. And I would love to work for marketing for video game corporation. So, you know, when they see that, it's, it's one more thing that helps me out in the long run. So you can get as creative you, as you want when it comes to your personal brand. Don't feel like there's a, a definitive list of things you have to do. And taking it from the student perspective, when we talk about um, making this type of personal investment in yourself to help your brand, does it have to be expensive, guys? Is there, are, are, are there recommendations you guys would make from a student perspective on website softwares to use, other ways to create content where they're doing it in a way that's not too expensive at this point in time? Because there'll be, there'll be, there'll be a day and time uh, in, the, in the near future, I'm sure, for everybody where they can afford a, a little bit more extravagance when it comes to helping out with your brands, because not everybody's Elon Musk, for example. So any recommendations you guys would make from a student perspective on that? There are a lot of ways that you could grow your personal brand now, because as students, we get so many like discounts or coupons or even like things for free, but it kind of takes a little bit of searching. But like, for instance, like even Adobe, they have like Adobe portfolio where you can make a website and as students, you can get like a cheaper rate for Adobe like per month. So like not saying that only Adobe is the way to go. There are a lot of other 
websites that allow students to start off at a cheaper rate. So it's just like kind of worth like hunting a little bit for. And I'll go to Gabby on this one because I, I know a little bit about Gabby's background. Gabby, for those of you who don't know, she's involved in our women's rugby club. And that's sort of where her love for marketing started because they kind of tasked her to to brand that club and she learned a lot of marketing techniques. She found some editing software, some graphic design software that she could use to help uh, encourage more people to come out to their events. And that's sort of where her love for all this started and how she introduced herself to me. So talk a little bit about that, Gabby, and how it can help your personal brand. Yeah, so going back on like the non-expensive, like free way, I didn't really spend like any money. You don't need to buy your own domain name for websites. Like people understand if you have womensrugbyclub.wordpress.com, like it's okay. If you don't have the money for the student discounts with like Adobe, for example, there's a lot of free like software or websites out there. Like Canva is really good. Um, and that's what I used at first. And then video editing softwares. I mean, there's, there is iMovie and it's free and there's a lot of other ones on your phone that you can use. Um, I just happen to have Final Cut Pro, but also Tech Commons on campus as a student, like utilize that, that's a great advantage. I would be in there all the time using the Adobe programs um, and like learning from that, like Photoshop. And then that's like kind of where I started getting out of like the free websites and into more of the Adobe programs. Um, Yusuf provides like a lot of helpful, workshops to like learn these programs as well outside of just giving them on the computer on campus and really just like kind of learning more about marketing on youtube or or reading blogs uh and really making connections on campus my type of marketing was a little restricted because i was just kind of going for students so like grassroots marketing or like keeping updated on social media sharing and all of that is really big but there's a lot of free services on campus as a student. And for example, the LinkedIn Learning like we've been doing, you can learn a lot of marketing techniques like social media, which we have been doing and our team has. And yeah, there's just like a lot of free stuff out there. You just gotta do the research. So um, jumping over to um, the, the personal brand again, uh, what do you guys think in terms of what, what do you do well with your own personal brand? I specifically, so uh, I I help with a lot of the social media at the rec center. So my, I myself find it necessary that my social media is up to standards. So uh, my LinkedIn for one has like all of the important information you'd ever need to know about me. It has all my qualifications, certifications, things of that nature. And it's also really important to uh, not only manage your professional brand, but also your personal brand. So if you have a Instagram or a Twitter or something that you use just for fun, just be careful because companies have people that specifically track you down. Let's say you're applying. So I have specifically a Twitter that is completely private for myself. It can never be tracked down to myself. I'm not saying you need to go that far, but you really do need to be careful of what you're putting out there. Um, because it can all be tracked down to you if you're not careful. Yeah, I think like that's a really good point. I have like a, a page on Instagram for my art and I just like, it's more fun, more laid back, not so structured and serious. Honestly, that's where I get a lot of people commenting on stuff being like, hey, like, can you 
make this for me? Can you do that for me? Can you help me with like a design? You know, everybody can see that. But I think something like for my brand that I do pretty well is like making connections. I think that's like a really big aspect. Um, and at the rec center, like we talk to a lot of different people um, and like every like relationship you make, like that could be something in the future that helps you out. Like I've had countless people message me on Instagram asking me for things like, I didn't know you did this. Like, could you make X, Y, and Z for me? And I'm like, yeah. And then it's an extra hundred bucks in my pocket or something. Um, and it's a, just another way to make a relationship and grow. Piggybacking off of that, uh, personal brand isn't just like uh, what you put out there, but like who you're speaking to. Uh, I know Gabby's pretty good at this. Follow up with everybody you meet. If you have business cards, just just give your business cards to everybody you possibly can. If you lock eyes with them, that's basically permission for you to give them your business card as long as you don't know them because, you know, you never know how these things work out. This is kind of jumping the gun to the next question, but the way I got my position at the RWC is I did a job shadow here at the rec center and I continued to follow up with Scott. And when there was a position available, he already knew me. I swooped in. I, I think I needed the interview. That was how I was able to get that position. So you really never know who's going to help you. So it's really important to just know as many people as possible. I really love that. And that's a really important piece. I, I know for me, as somebody who hires students, follow up for me is a really, really crucial piece. Uh, I have a tendency to hire people who continue to check in with me. I'll, I'll give you a couple of great example, examples. One of your peers, Amanda, is a great example. Amanda reached out to me. Amanda Cannonwall is one of our graphic designers on our marketing team at the rec center. And Amanda actually reached out to me before she ever came to UCF. She emailed me at the end of her senior year in high school. She's from, uh, the, she's in, from one of the local Central Florida communities and then set up a time to meet me during orientation. So she took time out of our orientation schedule to meet me months and months and months and months before even getting hired at the rec center. So I had Amanda in the back of my mind to hire. Another great example is Carly McCarthy. Uh, for those of you that don't know out there, uh, Carly McCarthy is the social media manager for the UCF social media platforms. And at one point, she worked as a marketing assistant in our building. And one of the reasons I eventually hired Carly is because almost every semester, Carly, Carly would send me updated portfolio samples. She would check in to see if we had openings. This went on for about two or three semesters. And then eventually something came open and I remembered Carly. And Carly ended up on our team. So follow-up's a big deal. And one of the things Gabby's great at is when she meets somebody that impacts her, and she's had some experiences this year, whether it was going to uh, the Emerging, uh, Emerging Recreation Sports Leaders uh, Conference through NURSA, or whether it was just getting the job at the rec center, she's great at thanking the people that helped her or thanking the people that impact her. And she's really, really good on follow-up. And it is a big deal. And it, it means a lot to people who are looking for uh, people who are persistent and who will stick with things. So it, it's, it's a big deal. So that does take us to a great uh, way to segue into the next question. So how's your personal brand helped you in your professional career so far as students? So coming up from like the following up, I think that really that p plays into like consistency and like perseverance. More than following up, you have to like have your own character and your personality and like your authenticity, which ties into your own personal brand. Going back to what you were saying, Scott, for my own professional career, it's 
the networking and continuing those relationships has really helped me. I think I have probably only had one job or internship throughout my college career where I didn't have a connection. Like my athletics internship was from my sports business minor connection. I recently got a like UCLA internship this summer, which got suspended, but Scott sent me so many different connections and I connected with all those people who knew people on the committee and like all those people just connected in between. And so even just like Oh, my name being mentioned would have helped. My friend Jen, who worked in sport clubs, who worked at who works at the Wreckers, graduating right now, knew Scott and connected me with Scott. And so that's how I emailed back at him and other jobs and all that stuff. So really just constantly following up and also making your follow-up like align with your like social media presence, like uh, Brian was saying, like auditing your online presence, making sure everything is clean. Um, so if you're saying that you have designed for a certain company or the rec center and you're on your LinkedIn, show some examples like under your responsibilities on your LinkedIn profile. Cause they're going to go there and look at it. Those are just like a few notes that I would have for like personal brands and like professional career. Yeah. And totally like jumping off that. The reason I even ended up at the rec center was because of a building manager named Kelly Schaffenacker. I think that's her last name. <laughs> Can't pronounce it. But I knew her from like a family connection, but I didn't even know her that well. But she had mentioned to me that they have like a marketing position at the gym and that I could be a designer there. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll work at a gym. Like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> but um, like the way I got to become a marketing lead was like not very conventional, but it was just through making connections, like through reaching out to Scott and then talking with like Lisa from Aquatics and Lisa let me do a lot of things that actually worked towards design. Um, she like let me revise the building manager handbook, uh, which was a big opportunity because I had never really dealt in that realm before. But it was like, I asked a lot of questions and she gave me the opportunities and so did other people at the rec center. And not only at the rec center, but like in your classroom too. Like your professors have so many resources. And I, I think a way that it's helped me in my professional career is that I can look more professional because of the help they've given me. So it kind of just like, like helps me come across as like, I know what I'm doing, even if sometimes I don't. <laughs> so Brian's a good example uh, of connectivity and having connections. Brian, Brian came to us for a shadow and a month and a half later, maybe it was, uh, he interviewed for a position and blew our entire team away. He was easily one of our first choices for hire when we had some openings. Gabby, interned for us over the summer she came to me about an internship we had never had an intern before it wasn't something that i hadn't considered before but we just for some reason didn't have a lot of people that were willing to give an entire semester or in this particular case all of last summer to to learn what we do uh and so she made that co connection so when we again had another opening it was easy for me in the lead at the time to go hey what do you think Gabby's doing? She might be interested in joining the team. And she knew a lot of you guys. She'd established relationships with you guys through her summer internship. Same thing can be said with Savannah. When we had an unexpected lead opening at the end of last fall, in fact, both of, there's two people on the call, uh, on this call that were candidates for our lead position because they've really kind of integrated themselves very quickly and learned the, the systems that we have had in place. So I think 
being able to connect with people is really part of your personal brand and it's how you grow that brand, right? It's part of how you tell your story because storytelling is such an important piece. I wanted to say something quick um, with that. So you mentioned professors, Savannah, which is so important. Like I cannot stress that enough. I have made a lot of connections with professors and just it's, you don't need to make like connections with five, like at least like two or three and continue that relationship over the year. Don't make it seem like you just always need something from them. Like get to know them. I had a professor who literally was willing to give me like a GA ship. Like if I like stayed at UCF for grad school, like they have those connections. Like if you want to go to grad school, kind of like target the areas that you know certain people have connections, but don't base those relationships just on that favor as well. Build a personal relationship. And then if the time comes, you know that that person may give you an opportunity. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about um, misconceptions about personal branding. Uh, there are plenty out there. Uh, I think people will think personal branding is one thing when it actually isn't. So talk a little bit about some of the common misconceptions you guys see from a student's perspective, uh, particularly when you guys are about to get into the workforce and uh, you guys are really now setting the tone for your career pursuits. So, you know, the biggest thing with personal brand, whatever you think personal branding is, it's probably more. That's my thing. It, it really can't just be boiled down. I mean, we could talk for three hours and not even scratch the surface. Uh, we're not gonna, we could. Um, personal branding is not, it's not just something you do once. If you make that business card, you make that website, you make that piece of content, don't just stop there. Constantly update your website with whatever you have, even if it's like a class presentation, if it's something small. If you're doing LinkedIn learnings, always update your profile with whatever you accomplish, just so people know what you have been learning. Make sure if you start making content that it's, it's at least semi-consistent. If you write one article, that's great, but everybody can write an article. If you write a couple that show you know about something that shows that you care about something, it means a lot more in the long run. Yeah, for sure. And I think like a big part of that is like being genuine, like we've been saying. I feel like a lot of misconceptions are that you have to present this person that like maybe isn't real, um, like presenting this like better side of yourself, which I really don't think anybody relates with that. And I think that's like a misconception a lot of people have is like, I have to, my personal brand has to be like way better than what I'm doing right now, or it has to look like I'm doing a lot more than what I'm actually doing. But a part of that may be true, but I think people want to relate with like your struggles and with your successes as well. Like you can be like, yeah, I applied for this internship. I didn't get it, but this is what I learned from it. Um, I think that has a lot of value as well. Yeah, that's a really good example, um, Savannah. And like me personally, I had a lot of trouble with that in like my second semester freshman year going into like sophomore year because I wasn't really in my major classes. I was kind of in the prereqs and all of that. And I was like, oh, I need network, I need network, I need make connections and all this stuff. And I was just getting so burnt out. Like I was going to like all these meetings and conferences and I was meeting people, but I wasn't making that genuine connection. And I just felt like fake in a sense, like not, not that I wasn't genuine. It just felt like, oh, I'm just meeting these people for a favor. Like, oh, give me a favor in the future. But it shouldn't be like that. Your main goal should be to build that relationship beyond the greeting surface level and make the imprint on someone for them to remember you by, essentially. Another thing, too, is, like, grab their business card, ask your business card, and if you have one, give them as well. Like, don't feel like you can't. 
And when you do grab their business card, like right on the back of it, how you guys met. So you can put it in an organizer. Like my friend has a business card organizer and she has so many. So if something comes, if time comes, she can reach out to someone or like something comes up that makes her think about someone. She has her contact information. Uh, another thing that I think is a pretty big misconception is that when uh, you're making your personal brand, it's always for people above you. It's, it's not always for people above you. Sometimes it's for your peers. A lot of times you will get really good opportunities or advice from just somebody around your age. Uh, Isabel Klein, who used to work as a marketing assistant, she was about like a, a year older than me, but she helped me so much. And that, that showed me that it, it's really not just everybody above you position-wise and age-wise, but everybody around you. And I think part of the, part of what you guys are talking about is impact and, 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 and making positive impacts. It's not the amount of impacts that you're showing that you're making, but if you can show your audiences, uh, establish in your brand that you've made a couple positive impacts. I think back to this past week, just in some of our social media engagement with Andrea Sneed, you know, our system director. Andrea's had an amazing run here these last three weeks. She's had some very distinguished honors sent her way. And it's all part of our brand, right? It's, it, it's all part of the impact that she's making within the community. And I think uh, our posts have been very engaging about it. Uh, it's, it's not that Andrea's out there every single day on social media talking herself up or, or, or talking even the things that are impactful to her up, but what these honors that she got that we were able to showcase on our social media platforms was the impact that she makes with the work that she's doing in her student affairs practice. And I think that's part of our brand, right? Those engagements themselves got a lot of play on our social media platforms. So sometimes it's just about that positive impact and showcasing that in your personal brand. Uh, so what are, we talked a, a, few, a, a while back, we talked a little bit about some of the graphic design opportunities uh, and, and free opportunities with design and websites, but what are some of the other resources for improving your personal brands that you guys have used, whether it's a book, maybe it's a blog that you follow, a mentor, uh, talk about some of those uh, resources that are available to students to kind of help build their brands. So G Gabby mentioned this and everybody has mentioned this, but just to reiterate, your professors, um, your professors have done what you want to do. So it doesn't make any sense not to speak to them. It's the closest you'll get to something that you want to do. Not for free. I mean, you pay tuition, but essentially for free, your professor gets paid to talk to you. So you might as well get your money's worth, right? My professional selling professor, helped me out so much in just like revising my resume, cover letter, resume, reference letter, all those things, as well as just building a portfolio, which I, I didn't even know how to do beforehand. Your professors have all this mystical information. It's just waiting for it to be dropped in your lab. You just got to ask them. Yeah, I think like building off that point, like I had the same thing written down. I was like, professors are such a huge resource. Um, but maybe like if you've graduated or maybe you're like in a limbo with school and you don't have a professor to reach out to, you might know somebody who like is a friend of yours, like kind of like Brian was saying about Isabel, who has the experience and is like willing to show you as well. I think that is really awesome. Like a friend being able to show you something and be honest about their work and be like, hey, I wrote this cover letter. Can you tell me what you think about it? And even if they don't have super professional advice, it's still advice and another set of eyes looking at it. So I think um, we all kind of have to like lay down that pride like, and be like, please look at this, please help me. 
it really only benefits you in the end. I would say you can go to like conferences, which is really good for networking. But two things that have really helped me improve personal brand is guest speakers or informational sessions and informational interviews. So a lot of my classes have guest speakers of sports business as well. And one of the guest speakers, I went up and talked to her and she said she was talking about like an internship that they might have. And I just was genuinely curious. And I was talking about like what I'm interested in, what I'm doing. And she connected me with someone at the company that was literally the position that I would want to do. And then I met up with her for an informational interview and she was telling me all these things. And now she's like a mentor to me. She gave me all these resources to get better. And it was so eye-opening and not even not like LinkedIn, like when you're connecting with someone, always add a note, always add a note, look up people in fields that you want to go into and ask them if you can just do like a little interview or ask to like know how they got to where they are. I have probably done like I want to say six informational interviews like in the past like I don't know five months it's really not that hard like you just reach out and then take out 30 minutes of like your weekend and call someone and just people love talking about themselves so like if you get them talking about themselves too it also like they enjoy it and you also build that relationship just starting off from that and you also learn more in general so I, would I, think, say those. I think that's a really, really important point. Sort of one of the other opportunities you would have it, with our campus rec environment and our culture is really kind of drawing from those people who came before you uh, and, and, and telling people or using it in your brand to let you know how those people impacted you. I know, Brian, you have an example my, uh, of our former marketing lead, Brianne Barta, who came recently, uh, Bri Brianne Fleming now, uh, who came recently to the rec center to speak to us during a face-to-face -face KLS. And I know she had a big impact on you, Brian. Yeah. So my guide, uh, Brianne2k on Instagram. I suggest you all follow her. If you really want a good example of personal branding, Brianne, B-R-I-A-N-N-E, the number two and the letter K. She gives so many good examples of branding yourself. Her own personal brand is, you know, she was raised around the 2000s. So all of her branding is based around the 2000s. Like her Instagram posts have pop-up windows like you would see in an old Windows XP from 2000 and whatever. And it's super cool. Um, she uses examples from uh, Legally Blonde. I believe that's one of her favorite movies. And uh, I want to say, not the Backstreet Boys, a boy band of some sort. It's amazing what she can get across just using the things she likes. So don't feel like you have to, like we were saying earlier, change yourself to get something across. You can use whatever you like. She's a really good example of that. Um, I know she's talked to me a couple times. Honestly, I don't think she would have a problem with speaking with any of the students here at the rec center. She, she's actually a s social media teacher at UF. I'm, I might be wrong about the what she's teaching, but she's a professor at UF for this type of thing, follow her. She's a really good resource for personal brand. Yeah, she's a, she's a great resource. And a lot of what you're talking about with Brianne, she was part of her personal brand even when she was a student. She's a former employee of the year at the rec center. And uh, pop culture was a, is a big part of her personal brand, whether it's friends, her love for boy bands, her love for the city of Las Vegas. She's all those part, all those pieces are part of her brand. And if you follow her on her social media accounts, you'll see all of that integrated into what she does with her personal brand. Another great idea uh, 
in terms of establishing your brand, whether it's a, a, your, your personal brand as a leader in the rec center, is talking to the people who did the, the, the job that you're doing now before you did. And I know in preparation for becoming the new marketing lead, uh, Savannah's been doing it for about five months now, she reached out to two former leads, uh, marketing leads from our building who are both now doing their own thing in the professional world. So talk a little bit about that and the importance it's had on establishing your own brand within the building. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, starting as a marketing lead, it felt overwhelming at first because there's a lot of different responsibilities. And now it went from being the, an assistant to now a lead, which obviously has different types of roles. So I just was like, what the heck am I doing? Let me ask people who know. Um, so I reached out to the two former leads and I got their numbers from Dalton because he's been here for a while. Dalton's uh, the, the current employee of the year and is a marketing assistant who just graduated. Um, he's getting ready to go to grad school. He, he was a great resource in like connecting with um, the former employees. So I reached out to two leads and I just asked them like straight up. I was like, I'm a little lost. Um, I really don't know like what to do here. How do I have the team be more cohesive? How do I have these deadlines met in these type, types of ways? How did you guys deal with them? Um, and they were very nice and they helped me a lot. Uh, they sent me really long paragraphs explaining what they did, what resources they used, how they overcame certain obstacles as well. And now I can still reach out to them whenever I'd like or whenever I'm in a a pinch, I guess you could say, um, but they are just like a really awesome resource because they've done the job before. Most times you're not the first person doing the job, like whatever job you're doing. There are people who have done it or have done it for a while. And that is a really awesome way to connect and get just grow in your job, become a better employee all around. So it was a really cool thing to reach out to them. Oh, and Gabby, I know, I know you mentors have played a big role in your rise in campus recreation and just talk about the importance of mentors for you, whether it's something that's happened recently for you or, or something that started, you know, your, your journey into campus recreation, uh, starting with the summer internship last year. Yeah, I, I think mentors are very important because they have had those experiences and you can, in a sense, vicariously live through them and get that advice. So my sister is involved in Campus Rec, which kind of let me get a taste of it before I even really got involved into it. Just her own experience, I was like, wow, this seems like something I would totally love to do. So I really just got more involved with it and my experience throughout. And then this past year, I went to a NURSA conference, which honestly was like life-changing I would 100% recommend anyone if you get the opportunity apply it I met so many great people there and learned so much they just made a huge impact and I made a lot of notes from when I was there so like uh Deck Shorter, Stan Shingles a lot of people know who he is, Seneca Wilson like those names are like pretty big names in NERSA and if you're more involved with them you'll know of them so they make those impacts and while they're not like main like mentors i don't talk to them all the time i have built that relationship to where like i'm sure i could reach out to deck shorter and be like hey like how are you doing today and then like just start off a conversation so you don't need to have a bunch of mentors like you can have one main one that you always ask for advice but like have a bunch of like relationships within the field that you want to go into 
figure out what you want to do. Look at the opportunities there are. So for example, Campus Rec, there's a lot of opportunities out there. You just have to find them and connect with people. <laughs> yeah. So, and networking is such a important place, such an important role in personal branding. So as we wrap up one, one key piece, and we kind of touched upon this a little bit earlier is, uh, is failure and learning from your failures. Uh, and, and I know my personal brand was built on that. I had a, you know, I, I lost a job in 2011 and, and, and I know, I know in our Connecting the Dots KLS that Andrea and Gary just did recently, they talked a lot uh, about Steve Jobs, and that's part of his brand. I mean, uh, you know, his legacy was he was fired from Apple, and it was in that firing that his personal brand started to grow and grow and grow. So you need to learn from your mistakes, and I was able to reinvent myself. So my, my job loss... At the time, it didn't feel like this was happening, but that's part of my brand, right? It, it showed my resiliency and it showed my ability to adapt and be flexible. And when I tell my stories in my personal branding, it's part of my brand. So don't be afraid in failure to make that part of your story in personal branding. What do you guys say? Yeah, I think that's super important. And I think everybody can relate to that. So why not share what everybody can relate to? Um, and I think it just helps like legitimize your success when you share your failures. Um, and I think it's a cool way to just connect with other people to be like, yeah, I went through this and this is how I grew from it. And it, I didn't let it stop me. So I think, yeah, pretty solid. Yeah. One last piece of advice. Um, when it comes to your personal brand, just start, just start. It seems if you haven't, and if you have, you know, just keep hammering away at it. Cause one day it's, it's going to be the thing that makes a difference. I would say the biggest thing that helped me was when I stopped being scared to fail. I would have so much anxiety, like talking to people or like going on an interview. And then I just like ingrained this into my mind where I'm going to be okay if I don't nail that interview. I'm going to be okay if I don't get that job. Like, and so once I had that like mindset, like I'm going to keep working, like I know that I will keep working to where I want to be that changed like everything i mean obviously like don't be like oh it's okay if i like, don't do well on this i'm just gonna <laughs> lay back and relax like no don't do that do your best but don't be scared to fail and i think whether it's an elon musk a mandy kaling a sean white or a martha stewart all these people that have these great personal brands i think they have all in some piece of their branding have talked about their failures. So I think that's really, really important. Well, that's going to do it for now for the KLS podcast, brand new. Uh, I want to thank Brian, Gabby, and Savannah for joining me. I uh, hope this was insightful and helpful and go ahead and start establishing your personal brands. We're looking forward to seeing you.